Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. So sometimes you have a plan and God just like wrecks that plan and you just do something different. Um, I'm still asking Holy Spirit what, what he wants me to do right now, but I believe Jesus promised a couple things in our, in our world here, present day reality. I, I believe he promises a couple things, and one of those is life. John 10.10 10 says that Jesus came to give life in what? Life abundantly, life more abundantly. So he not only came that he can give eternal life, but he also came to give us life abundantly, meaning heaven on earth here. And I believe that was a moment of time that we just experienced where heaven, literally we dwelled in a heavenly place in worship. I believe there was a heavenly realm, there was glory, there was angels among us, there was things happening in an atmosphere that if we go too far without explaining it, I think we might miss what truly happens in those presence moments. And I believe what the Father's saying is that he just absolutely adores us. And all of a sudden, when we begin to join heaven and worship him and lift him up high, something happens. When rain comes down, it's because there's an atmosphere change on the earth that changes the atmosphere to let rain fall. Are, are you with me? Literally, outside, I'm talking real life right now. When it rains, it's not because something ha is happening in the sky or something is happening in the clouds. It's because there's an atmosphere change on the earth, and then all of a sudden, rain comes down. The Bible talks about a former and a latter rain together, you know, and I'm not talking about the weather, because I feel the rain, and the old-time Pentecostal people here would know the song I'm referencing. But here's the deal. I believe what's happening is as we offer worship and we begin to minister to Jesus, something comes down in a presence like a blanket of peace comes and an atmosphere is literally invaded by heaven. Now, Holy Spirit's always here. Jesus is always here. Presence is always here. Sometimes we sing songs that confuse us to say presence come when presence is already here. It's saying Jesus come when he's actually saying go. <laughs> Jesus is already here. He's already came. Jesus is always among us, in us, around us. So we often try to pray, Jesus come and come and come, Jesus come. And he's saying, go people, go. Go people, go. I've already came. I believe what's happening in this moment, and literally it's still here, is there was worship that was being offered up. There was something that was happening where, where all of a sudden heaven and earth collided and a rain came down and we entered a heavenly atmosphere and worship there. Sometimes you can press into uh, a, a presence. Sometimes you can press into something to where all of a sudden we stop thinking about tomorrow's problems. We stop thinking about my family or my child or this issue. We stop thinking about work or finances or whatever it might be. And all of a sudden presence comes so strong and there's an invasion of an environment that now we become part of the atmosphere of worship in heaven. And I believe that's what's happened. And so for those of you who don't experience that much, or maybe that was just the first time, or something new was happening there, or all of a sudden you feel this peace, or, or for me, what I was feeling was, I don't want to leave this place. I'm thinking in my mind, when Nicole's starting to transition out, I'm like, no, no, just stay right there. I don't know what to preach now. Just stay there. Let's worship. 
I was going to preach about dreams and dreaming, and I was going to tie in Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream of equality and harmony and peace and living in unity, celebrating one another with the dream of Joseph that pursued and persevered in a time when it was against culture, when it was against all odds, when it was against favorability, when it was against popularity, and all of a sudden Joseph ends up in a pit gets out into the palace, gets falsely accused, gets thrown in prison, and while he's there, he just decides to start up a prison ministry, then ends up ruling and reigning under Pharaoh. I was going to preach that. But I believe that God has entered in this atmosphere so strong that I'm going to scratch that, and maybe I'll do something different another day. But here's the deal. I believe we just need to press into the Father, and here's what I believe he's trying to communicate to all of us. He loves us. He absolutely adores us. He absolutely is in love with us. He created us. He knit us together before we were in our mother's womb. He called us by name. He numbered the hairs in our head. And in a little while, we're going to ask Christy to come up to share her testimony. And she's going to talk about the gift of life. And today, we're going to eventually celebrate the sanctity of human life. But I want to celebrate the gift of life and the abundant life in Jesus. It is a promise, and it is a present-day reality. Heaven is not just a destination. It can also be a present-day reality that we get to dwell in every day of our life. Jesus didn't die on the cross just so that you can make it into heaven. He also died on the cross so heaven can make it into us. Todd White says that all the time, and it's such a good thing to say that. Heaven can actually be our everyday reality, and the key to that is living in his presence. All of a sudden, when we live and we dwell in his presence and we live a life of thankfulness in worship and praise with Jesus, all of a sudden, our issues, our our circumstances, our problems, all of that dissipate and disappear in the presence of Jesus. Why? Because he's greater than any of them anyway. I want to go to John 14. Totally off the fly here. I just feel like God's breathing something on John 14. And I believe he's breathing something as a house to adopt us as his very children and give us the gift of life for eternity and on earth abundantly. It says this, John 14, 15. I'm in the Passion Translation, so it might weird way, read way different than what's going to be on the screen. But if you can switch your app to Passion Translation, Brian Simmons, which great last name, by the way. <laughs> I've heard rumors he's originally from Tip City as well, and he, or at least he lived here for a minute. But, um, but anyway, Brian Simmons is a genius who rewrote a version of the Bible, uh, was translating the Bible to uh, a language, I think, in Central America, but I, I, or maybe South America. Anyways, he was translating a Bible to a people group that didn't yet have a Bible, and all of a sudden, the God, Lord began to breathe in him. He's a genius. He's a scholar and all this, but breathe in him this translation. So he wrote the New Testament Psalms and Proverbs so far. But it says this, loving me empowers you to obey my commands. Listen, you, you, yeah. it's, it's great to know that the Bible says, if you love me, then you'll obey my commands. Because all of a sudden, a love exchange happens to where when we're in love with Jesus, we want to please Jesus. Before that, it's religion. Before that, it's rules. Before that, it's regulations. And it's just, it's just living by a set of rules or living by an expectation versus I'm in love. Oftentimes, I tell Nicole and I joke around, I said, I'm in love and I don't care who knows it referencing Buddy the Elf, right? I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. Well, 
That's how I feel. Like when I'm in love with Jesus, I don't care who knows it, and I don't care how weird we look. I don't care how weird I look. I don't care how, how crazy I get. When I'm in love with Jesus, I get to obey his commands. I get to live for him. I get to see cool stuff with him. I get to abide in him. I get to rest with him. I get identity from him. And when I'm in love with Jesus, all of a sudden there's this thing that happens that I get life. Let me, let me move on here. It says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be your friend just like me, and he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they, didn't, uh, they, they can't see him or know him, but you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside you. You, you talk about the gift of life. John, thir- John 3.17 says that Jesus didn't come in just to condemn the world. He came in to save the world. All of a sudden, we sometimes get caught up like, well, you got to live right. Well, you had an abortion. Now you need to be condemned to hell. You did this. You did that. You lived in this. Listen, God is not judging us by our past when we say yes to him. It's not about our history. It's about our destiny. If our history is greater than our destiny, then we're already dead. God has a destiny and a call and a purpose and a plan to prosper each of us. Jeremiah 29.11 is the tag we put on every tag of a flower that we hand out to every cancer patient at Upper Valley Medical Center. Jeremiah 29.11, making declarations, making promises that God has a plan for you. He has a plan to prosper you, a plan for a hope, a plan for a future, a good plan for you. Why? Because you're not supposed to die yet. Cancer's not supposed to take that life. Cancer's from hell, and, and it needs to go back to hell where it belongs. I need more amens on that. Cancer doesn't exist in heaven. Jesus didn't invent cancer to, to, to make us stronger. Like, God's a good father. If it isn't in heaven, then it's not from God. And then we have authority over it. So if there's not disease in heaven, if there's not bankruptcy or divorce or abortion in heaven, then we don't have to deal with it here on earth. But it's not to say there's not grace and it's not to say that there's not mercy and love that invades when all of a sudden Jesus collides with our heart, with his heart, and he makes all things new. Let me move on here. Verse 18. It says, I promise, this is the the key verse for today. I promise that I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I want that to just serenade and resonate right, right in here today. Listen, there is a beautiful worship moment. And I believe the Lord is just breathing on us how pleased he is with us. I believe that he's just pouring out his spirit on all flesh. I believe he's going to radically encounter with his love more and more as the day goes on, as the night goes on, as the week goes on. I believe there's going to be angelic visitations through the nights this week. I believe there's going to be face-to-face encounters with Jesus. I believe addiction's going to fall off, even if it's lingering there. I believe sexual confusion's going to fall off. I believe insecurities are going to fall off. Fear is going to fall off. I believe there's something in the atmosphere that's beyond just the proof of the physical healing that we already experienced. There's an identity upgrade in for you today, and your upgrade has been confirmed. You're going to be riding first class after today because we've experienced the higher realms of heaven today. In Revelations 4.1, he says, come up here and I'll show you great and mighty things. He's giving us a new perspective, a new depth of worship. Last week, we didn't preach, we only worshiped. And it wasn't planned, and it wasn't because it was snowy and cold out. It was because something took over where there was a realm of worship. I thought we were going to do it again. And here's the thing, God is digging our wells deep in worship. We are known, and listen. We were going to change our church name to just drop off worship center and do upper room. 
or Upper Room Community Church. I believe this. I believe God is confirming to keep that on there, even if we may not put it on a sign, to keep it as our official name. Because I believe we're supposed to be known as a worship center. I believe we're supposed to be known as a church after the heart of God. And I believe we're not supposed to be known as a program or, or, or something or some elaborate system or, man, did you see their screen? Or I believe we're supposed to be known as a people after God's presence in worship and prayer. Launching people to destinies, becoming an apostolic equipping center that actually propels you to your destinies because of what you encounter through the depths of worship where he reveals his very nature of who he is so that you can do what you're called to do. The greater our revelation of him, the greater depth of our worship will be and the greater heights in life we'll get to go. So here's the deal. Verse 18 and I'll finish this out in a second. It says, I promise that I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. I will come back to you, it says. Soon I will leave this world and they will see me no longer. But now, he, listen, he's telling the disciples this. He's getting ready to leave to do his great assignment, to die on the cross for each of us to have eternal life to be beaten, to be brutally mangled to the point where he wasn't distinguished between man and animal, to the point where he was broken so that we could be whole. His stripes, we get healing, all right? His blood cleanses us and makes us pure. His death, he reunited us back to the Father and the family for eternity, and it unites the bride as one again. There's so much depth to Jesus coming to the earth, and he's saying, but listen, somebody's coming greater than me, and it's the Holy Spirit that he's promising, and he's saying that I'm going to give it, but I'm, not going, to, I'm going to leave, but I'm not leaving you as orphans. Listen, there are so many references in the Bible, and some of my favorite ones is that we are promised to be children and sons and daughters of God. That's my favorite thing to be. You can call me lieutenant, you can call me pastor, you can call me dad or husband or whatever, and I love it and I cherish, and I'm, I'm, I, I feel very honored to be able to carry those titles. But I'll be honest with you, as I get through this life and as, I, as, I, as, as my dash gets completed on my gravestone, I hope that I'm remembered by the man of God, the son of God, the son, the child of God that I was as I leave a mark on this earth. No matter how old or how young I am, like, I want my dash to actually have a purpose, but that dash represents that there was a time in eternity. There was a time on earth in eternity where Aaron Simmons was a great son and knew his identity and knew God as a loving, kind, amazing, powerful father. That's who Jesus is. He's not this, this, this judge who just wants to condemn us. He's not this judge that withholds blessings or healings or, or power from us. He's actually saying, listen, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you alone. You're getting an upgrade. You're getting an upgrade. I'm going to pour out my spirit on everybody. I'm going to reunite the body back to the, to the father. I get to reunite the family. So I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. Listen, we have been left and abandoned and forsaken by so many people in our lives. We've been let down by so many people in our lives. Why? Because they're human beings. And human beings let us down. Human beings make mistakes. Human beings aren't perfect. But Jesus, in all of his perfection, and all of his majesty, and all of his goodness says, listen, but me, I'm not going to leave you. I'm actually going to upgrade you. Because now you get to ask Holy Spirit to live inside you and empower you and dwell with you forever. Let's carry on here. Soon I will leave this world and they will see me no longer, but you will see me because I will live again and you will come alive too. Again, the promise of life that we don't have to go through this earth boring and dead. When I died to sin, 
I got to live for him forevermore. Why? Because it's fun. It's amazing. The things that we get to experience as believers, the things that we get to be a part of, the things. When I see, we were praying for somebody recently at the detention center. We were praying for these young guys, and like nothing was happening. We're like, oh, man, something's got to happen here. And all of a sudden, this one dude, and if you've ever prayed for something, you start to see healing, and they're not expecting it, and they're not even really wanting it. There's a look, and it's, it's such a similar look in so many people. It's like, it's this look of shock and awe, like, whoa, something's happening. And then all of a sudden he starts moving and jumping and doing these crazy things. Listen, we get to experience this, and that is life abundantly. That's the promise of, of abundant life is that we get to lead people to a transformation. We get to lead people to his very nature, his presence. I, I just really think it's time for Christians to step up and, and be nice and be fun and actually do the works of what the Lord has commissioned us to do that's the promises in the word. <laughs> I'm sick of Christians being mean. Anybody else with me? I'm sick of Christians being hypocrites and just being mean and judging people. It's like God is not in this little box or this building or this ministry or this program. Like God is saying, let me out of the box. Love, show kindness. Show healing. Do something that's out of your comfort zone because I want to touch people's lives. Like that's, like God is just saying, let me out of your hearts. Let me out of your world. Let me out of your church buildings. Let me out. He's wanting to do so much more than we could ask, think, or wildly imagine. That's Jesus. This moment of worship, man, it's It's beautiful. I was like, I was doing Facebook Live, and I'm like, man, I can't wait to watch that over and over and over and relive that moment. But let me just share something with you. That's great, and sometimes it's our history. There's, there's a song you'll listen to. I'm blabbering, okay? There's really no three points and great message right now, okay? I'm just honestly kind of drunk and a little messed up, and I'm just going to blabber for a few minutes. Once it's like 1240, we'll close and wrap this thing up. So there's songs, there's hymnals, there's these things, there's this moment of time that all of a sudden God will snapshot you back to that moment, that upgrade, that encounter, that thing that transformed your life. Like I remember the, the, biggest, the biggest moment for me was when I encountered his presence and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And what I saw right before that was we were in worship and I saw people just like this moment when Nicole was dismissed. All of a sudden they had, they had asked people to pray for each other. And that was the first time in my life in a church I saw believers and just regular people and just average people praying for each other. I'm like, wait, shouldn't the pastors be doing this? They got their big fancy chairs up there. Shouldn't they be coming down and doing this? <laughs> and for the first time in my life, I saw where it was this level playing field. And all of a sudden, that grabbed my attention. Then we get called up front to be blessed to go back to Ohio. And I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was wrecked. I was weeping. And I felt the presence of Jesus. But the thing that caught my attention was that unity. So when I see some things and when I hear a song or I go back to this moment, like that's a moment, okay? That is a good moment. And I'm going to replay that. And I'm so glad we got it on camera. Like the sound quality might not be the greatest. It's my phone. But it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to be like, we sing a hallelujah. 
And I'm going to remember that. And every time I hear that song, it's going to take me to that heavenly realm. And I'm going to dwell in his house again. I'm going to dwell in his inner courts again. But listen, the one thing I want to encourage you with today is we can't live in this moment and never move on past it. You can't live off of yesterday's bread. You have to cultivate fresh encounters in your life on a daily basis. When the Israelites were in Israel, they were given manna every day. But they said, don't save anything. There's going to be fresh bread tomorrow. It gets stale and nasty, and it said it could get moldy. We have to live on fresh bread. Listen, he calls it the infilling of the Holy Spirit. What's that mean? It's a continual promise of a continual filling. We can't live off of that experience or that gift I got or, or that healing that I saw last year or three years ago or five years ago. I've got to put myself in an environment. I've got to put myself around people. I've got to get myself to a secret place to just dwell in his presence to cultivate new wells of revival, new wells of worship, new wells of experiences, new wells of healings and those things. I can't continue to post on my social media everything that happened 10 years ago. Like, what's he doing now? What's he doing tomorrow? What's he doing next year? Listen, what's he doing in my kids' life? There's these moments of worship to where all of a sudden it digs us a deeper, it brings us up on a mountain to where now we see a little differently. And next time it's going to be another spot and we get to see a little differently. And next time it's another upgrade. I'm just saying that your upgrade has been confirmed today. Your upgrade in worship, your upgrade in identity, your upgrade in, in the Holy Spirit and dwelling in you. That he's not going to leave us as orphans, but it's actually going to be better than it ever was before. The upgrade in your life, the upgrade in your kid's life, the upgrade. It's here. 2019, I declare right now, is a year of upgrades. We're seeing things. We're seeing job offers come up. Cheryl Walt started a business last week. You know, I, I know Emma got results that she passed her RN this week. There's upgrades being confirmed in 2019 as a year of upgrades. It's a year of dreaming. It's a year of visions coming to pass. It's a year that your children will be serving the Lord. It's a year your grandchildren will be serving the Lord. It's a year that your children will be marked by encounters with Jesus. It's a year your neighbors will be saved. It's a, near, it's a year your city will be saved. It's a year that the heartbeat bill will be passed in Ohio. And where Ohio goes, there goes the nation. It's a year that's going to be marked. It's a year that's going to be marked for eternity and marked in our history. I believe it's going to go down in history books. There's something here. There's something here. Those who truly love me are those who obey my commands. Verse 21. Whoever passionately loves me will be passionately loved by my Father. And I will passionately love you in return and will manifest my life within you. Oh, man. What does it look like to be possessed by Jesus? Seriously. What does that look like to have a life possessed by his spirit? possessed by his very realm of his goodness, of his power. Where like Peter, man, Peter would walk into places and just people were healed in his shadow. He was so full of the presence and so full of faith and so full of just stepping out and taking action that people were literally healed in his shadow. Yes, man, that's the realm of which God's calling us to a reality that's potential, that's possible, that's a promise that's available. Oh, man, let's activate something here. Let's activate something. I just believe there's a prophetic word in the house. I believe there's some prophecy here. Let's just go after some things. Micah, you want to join me, buddy? Let's go after some things. Is it, you, cool, you cool if we just exercise the prophetic a little bit? Yeah, we'll play a little bit, and then we'll let share. Uh, we'll, I would love to hear Christy's story at the end here. 
Nick's not here. Nick is usually a wild man when it comes to moments like this. Matt, it's Steve Bowen here. Um, Jackie, come on up here, girl. She's very prophetic. I, here's what I want to do. Nicole, you kind of come on up too. You guys can come up on stage. Let's each call out three people and just, just declare promises over them and declare his goodness and fun. Matt, you coming, buddy? Uh, let's see here. I'm scanning. Angie, come on up here, girl. Catherine, you comfortable coming up? Would love for you to. Okay, that's enough for now. There's so many of you out there with prophetic callings. Um, but right now, this is 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18 people being called out. Okay, so keep that in mind. 18 people being called out. So that means that's, that's 20 seconds per person. Okay. All right, I'll give you two people. Two people, 30 seconds per person. All right? So um, you just want me to start at one end or somebody needs some time? Start with Micah. So, so what we want to do is prophecy is this. 1 Corinthians 14 talks about prophecy is meant to edify, uplift, comfort, and exhort. Okay? So another word for, for prophecy is actually encourage or compliment or calling forth things that heaven or the Lord is seeing over you that you may not be seeing in yourself, and it gives you this burst of fire to actually think that it's possible. That's prophecy. Matt, I saw, yeah, I saw you like just having this encounter with God over here during worship, and I just felt like that the Lord was marking you um, to just bring his presence into the environments that you're in. I know that you're like stepping into new things. I just feel like you're stepping into new open doors a new opportunity, and that was like an empowering moment for that that you're stepping into. I don't know what's coming in the next few months. I don't know if there's something on the on the horizon for you with a new job or something, but I just felt like he was empowering you right there in that moment for that. So you're going to have grace for the future as you step into that opportunity. Does that make sense to you? Cool. Well, we just bless you, God. I just thank you for man. I just thank you for who he is. And then we just bless him in Jesus' name. black shirt, and I know your name, but I forget it. Alex. Well, I just felt like the Lord was showing me that there's some questions in your heart, just some things that you're just asking. And I felt like the answers are coming in very much clarity for you and confirmation that it's not going to be like, well, wait, is that how you answer that question? It's going to be a no. Like, I know that that is the answer to the question. And so, God, I just release the ability to know God, that he knows without a shadow of a doubt that you are answering the questions that are deep in his heart. In Jesus' name. Oh, I had muted myself. Um, I, I felt like the Lord is clothing you with identity. Like he's giving you a fresh start. And like he just, you were highlighted to me. And when I read this verse, I'll no longer, I'm not going to leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. I just felt like the Lord was just saying, you're my beloved son. He loves you, man. He really loves you, and your identity is in Christ as a son, nothing else. And he's just, I believe you're going to go through a week of God lavishing his love with you and signs that are confirming the things that you're questioning. Um, I'm still new here to the church, so I don't know anybody's name, so hey. Um, but I really feel like someone here has been trying to get pregnant, um, and someone feels like God's promised them a child, and... 
maybe this is a figurative thing. Sometimes um, God gives me dreams, and so I'm I'm learning that everything is symbolic. So maybe it's a symbolic pregnancy. Um, is that anybody? No. Can't see up here. No. You trying to get pregnant? Like literally trying to get pregnant? Okay, he's telling me like he's promised you a child. Hang on to that. Like it's coming. It's right here. Like rapidly. He's bringing things in rapid time this year. So I just, I pray that blessing over you that this child's going to be a blessing. (laughs) And you're going to experience breakthrough like no other because of this child. And this child's going to know the Lord from the start. Sir in the blue, right here. (laughs) I see God remantling you. I literally see him putting this huge mantle over you. And it's, it's like a pastoral type thing. It's, it's not necessarily being a pastor, but it's more a take care of thing where you have been more, for whatever reason, more closed. You are literally opening up. There's going to be a protection come over you as his wife. Yes. Like you've never understood it before. And you are going to feel so loved and so protected like you've never understood before because you, sir, will be pouring out like you have never poured out before. It's going to begin in your own family, but then it's going to grow. Um, I have a word for Crystal in the back. (laughs) Um, Boy, you touch heaven's heart. You touch heaven's heart. You're kind of one of those quiet ones in the back, but I just really feel like you need to know you touch heaven's heart. Your walk looks different than other people, but you're such a pure lover of Jesus. And he has you hidden under his wing. And like that hiddenness is from him, and it's because he loves you, and he protects you, and he is very proud of the woman that you are and the woman that you're becoming and he's accelerating you even more and I just feel like this year is going to be a year where you hear him so much clearer and you just know him so much more and I just see acceleration and protection and love all over you he adores you Eli, I'm going to put you on the spot, man. I just, I, I looked over, I was kind of scanning the room, and I just saw you, and I just feel like the Lord was saying that, like, this is your year. Like, there's a moment that you're going to have with the Lord where you're, he's just going to mark your life. And, uh, man, I just feel that on you big time, bro. And I, I feel like it's not a, see, look, you, there's a calling on your life, but it doesn't have to look like this. See, there's something you need. It doesn't have to look, you know, there's something on your life, but it, you don't have to look for, like, for anybody else. It has to look like you. And there's something in you. You're a leader. There's something on your life that the Lord has for you that it's going to look totally different. But it's okay. It doesn't have to look like somebody else. But here, he's going to mark your life with his presence. And I see you just really falling in love with him. And it's, it's going to look different than maybe what you've thought it had to look like. Does that make sense, bro? cool. We just release that. Lord, I just bless Eli. God, I thank you that you're marking him with an encounter this year. 
that this is his moment, that this is his year, Lord, that you've kept, set up a calling on his life and you've called him in it, it, to be an influencer and to be a leader uh, in the unique way that he will carry that. And I just bless him with that in Jesus' name. is a, a manager leader leads people have you know whether you own a business why don't you stand if you're one of those people i just feel that go ahead and stand I, it's awesome because you guys were all highlighted to me i just didn't want to call you out by name but uh god is his saying that you know somebody told me a few months ago that you know when you hold on tight to things nothing good happens and aaron spoke about that a little bit in the first service so this person said, when you hold loosely to things and tightly to people, great things happen. And so I, I specifically feel over all of you that this, this economic marketplace, God's creating a shift, and, and it's going to bring back, back blessings to all of us. But it starts with you folks. And uh, there was a lady that was sharing with Aaron and I a little bit, and she, she hit economics, and she was talking about some things that God was really highlighting to me that you see these dictators and we're the socialist party, they, they make everything fail because of their control. And you people have people under you that are looking to you and, and they have fear in their hearts. But you guys are the catalyst for this shift that God wants to create back to us, the shift of wealth from the unrighteous to the righteous. That when we people of righteousness hold loosely to the things, God is going to give us more. And not more for our own selfish needs and not more for just things to have more, but so we can share. We can show what it looks like to have a lot and what it looks like to share a lot. So I just pray over you that you guys feel this and that you have no fear and it's all God's, but he is going to work directly through you for this shift in the marketplace and economics and that the shift of the, the, the wealth is going to come back to the righteous. In Jesus' name. Um, I heard welding, or is someone a metal worker, or something to do with welding in a business situation, or a hobby situation? Welding, metalworking, two, over here, not your, your brother, who was it over here? I feel like God said that there's <coughs> there's been some unsettlingness and some chaos in the business, that there's been confusion and doubt. <coughs> and he's saying, just let me step in. Just surrender it and let me step in because I'm going to take you places that you've never imagined with this. And I'm going to grow this to a point that you could have never thought this could grow to. I just feel like he's just taking that weight off your shoulders right now and he's just going to be placing you into this position that he's prepared you for and just like this this word the times now like so step into that surrender that and step into it um i just had oh, fa some family things that came to my mind specifically for families so when i say your name i want you to stand as a family so you guys up there, the Dentons, I want you guys to stand. I want Mark, I want you to stand. The Bergmans, you were highlighted to me, so all of you all. And then Will and Brittany. 
but I just felt like the Lord was just really honoring how you have fought for your family and for what you have sown in through the years for family. And this is the year that you're going to see incredible breakthrough, the things that you've desired for your family, the picture and the vision of what you've seen for your family members, the ones that are standing, you're going to see it this year freedom and breakthrough and just the little things that are still there God is just eradicating those and he just so honors what you've done and what you've sown and how you've stood through things for your family so I just release that over you God I thank you that they put the trust in you to to believe and agree that this is the year of breakthrough for their family God that you so honor what they fought for to to sustain this family unit that you've um, created and so we just bless it in the name of Jesus and Mark, for you, I just felt like the Lord, I just kept hearing him say home. I just, I think he's just really, um, just really highlighting that your home as in, the, you know, you four, Jenny and the boys, that is home. But I also just kept hearing him say that up room is home. Like, I just felt like he just really wanted you to know this is home and your home with your family is home. And so those two are so tightly woven. And so I just wanted to release home over you, so. I feel like I have a word for Lisa Scott here. Um, I feel like um, you've been running with the Lord a really long time. <laughs> and you're so faithful. But I feel like you're going to see a new piece of God this year. He's going to reveal something new in his nature. He's going to reveal a new thing to you this year. And it's just... Um, you are so deep and there's so much depth and so much love and so much life in you. And I feel like this is just going to like catapult you. I mean, I feel like it is just like you are just so faithful and so honoring of him. And I, I honestly saw like as this new piece of him, I just saw you like shoot up even more. And so I just bless that and I just say more of him in you. And I just feel like there are, there are avenues that are going to be that you're just going to be going out more that um, just as like this happens, I just feel like that there, you're going to have a lot more favor, a lot more um, opportunities, um, that things are going to just start opening up for you in ways that you've just been crying out kind of like in a closet season. Um, just new things are going to be opened up and um, <laughs> you've captured his heart. You do. You capture his heart. <laughs> he loves you. <laughs> he loves you to pieces. He's very proud of you. He's proud of the mom you are, the wife you are, how you honor so well those who are deeply close to you. You honor them very well, and he sees that. So, bless that. Uh, one, one more. Who's experienced death? A loved one? A dream? Stand up. A vision, stand up. If, it, if you have sent a loved one on, in fact, I want you to come with me. <laughs> Bruce, my husband's going to come up here with me. Um, we have we've experienced death with sending two children on to heaven. Um, we just buried a, a son two years ago. It'll come up here in April. My mother just passed the 13th of January. Bruce's mother passed the last 12th. Point being, death. I want us to declare, I mean, if you, death of a dream, 
death of um, visions, death of creativity, feeling depressed, that's, that's experience, that's death trying to bite. If that is you, stand up, because what we're going to do is we're going to kick this one back to hell where it came from, because in Christ, there is life. It is life, 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 not death anymore. So if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling bitten by past stupid stuff you've done, that's death. That's death, and we are not to wear that stuff. So... Let's declare and decree right now. Just say, death, you have lost your sting. You have no hold on me. Put your hand on your hearts. Put it this way. <laughs> Heart, you are free to love. You are free to dream. You are free to be creative again and some more and again and some more. Life. I speak life to my heart. I speak life to my family. I say, death, you have no more hold on me. You will not speak into my life. And you will not cloud my what next any longer. The beginning of this year, the Lord gave um, Bruce, he, you say, what did he give you as the name of this year? Um, year of a renewed mind. And the word he gave me is moving forward well-oiled. So you know what? I say, say, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, grease us up. We're moving forward well-oiled. Life eternal. Heaven on earth this day. It begins now. Amen. All right. Come on. Thanks, folks. Um, just, just a couple more. Andre, you're not in the shadows, man. You're not forgotten. All right? I know you slip in and slip out, and you're introverted, and you hate me right now. But uh, you're not forgotten, man. Rochelle, you, you are a beautiful princess of Jesus. And I feel like he's putting on this, this princess crown like a tiara, and he's going to continue to reveal your beauty that he sees you with. And uh, is Brittany here? Okay. I feel like this is a special year for Tristan. I, b I believe he's coming home. I believe Cody's coming home. I believe, I believe your children are coming home this year. I believe it. Uh, I, I just, I believe that. Yeah. Okay. The energy is in and all around me, continually getting stronger, but never having enough. So free and beautiful, given to all who will receive it. Awesome. All right, a couple things I want to do. Um, I, I want to make some declarations. Can we, we're, we're going to move beyond. Oh, there was one more in the blue jacket. I forget your name. Chris? Okay. Met you at the beginning of service. It's a word of obvious because you're in finance, but you look like my friend J.D. Lehman. And J.D. Lehman is a trader, and, he's, and, he, and he moves in finances, and one of his dreams was to be a millionaire to fund the kingdom. 
And, and I, I, I just saw that over you, that I think you've got some in, innovations and some creativity in financing, and there's going to be some breakthrough to where you're actually going to not only be able to introduce other people into that, but literally like move things like a control board to where money's just coming in, to not just you, but I feel also in other people's lives. I don't know your role in the bank, but I kind of look at you as an investor. All right, but I think you're also going to invest in people and they're going to see a return on that investment. But here's the deal. I think the things that you're going to be a part of are going to help fund the kingdom to advance. I believe you're going to help people gain wealth to also fund the kingdom and ministries and nonprofits. So Chris, I just, I just saw that over you. Based on you, you look like my really good friend who does that stuff. So um, sometimes it's that easy, guys. But let's make some declarations. Let's move on.